Welcome to the Masterful Coach Podcast with Molly Claire, where coaches learn skill mastery, business mastery, and life mastery at a whole new level. If you're serious about creating a meaningful coaching business that makes a difference, you're in the right place. And now your host, master life and business coach, Molly Claire. Hey coach. All right. If you read the description of today's podcast interview, you are probably dying to dive in and I don't blame you. These women are truly incredible coaches, masterful at what they do and amazing teachers of coaching. That's why I wanted to bring them here for you. Those of you that will be in my community coming up this fall, all of these women will be there. They will be speaking. You will be learning from them to master your coaching skills. So stay tuned for the details. But for today, I want to make sure that all of you know that next Tuesday, August 2nd at 2 p.m. Central Time, I am doing a coaching mastery master class for you. That's quite a mouthful, isn't it? I will be speaking with you and sharing with you and working through with you some of the very concepts that we actually discussed on this episode that you are about to listen to. So if you're interested in improving your coaching skills and your confidence in those skills, make sure to join me there. You can sign up by clicking the link in the show notes and the link is also available on my bio on Instagram. So make sure to sign up, register, come and be there with me. We always have such a great time. All right, without further delay, here is Carrie, Lisa, and Lisa. All right, coaches, you are in for such a treat today. This morning, I told my husband, you are not going to believe what I get to do this morning. I get to have a conversation with Lisa and Lisa and Carrie <laughs> all at the same time. And I just, I adore all of these women. I know many of my listeners know you, all of you, and and adore you as well. And I kind of think, I feel like I'm like gathering the coaching legends together <laughs> and sharing all of this wisdom and expertise. So we've got Lisa Hadlestad. Lisa Martinello and Carrie Marshall for you today. And we're going to hear from them and help you all think about your own coaching style and ability and how you can really expand your ability and be better, more effective, confident as a coach. So, all right, let's do it. I'm going to have each of you, first of all, hi, Lisa, Lisa, and Carrie. Uh, hello. Hey, Molly. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> this just feels like a party. I only wish we were in person, but I'll take, I'll take what we can get. I'm just going to have you each introduce yourself, say a little bit about who you are, what you do, and we'll start with Lisa H. Go for it. Oh, thanks, Molly. So happy to be here. So yeah, I'm Lisa Haddlestead. I do self-liberation work with women. So I provide a safe space for them to kind of spot and free themselves from places where they um, have either consciously or are unconsciously have internalized an external value system that's keeping them from trusting themselves and navigating from their own internal compass. You know, I think we're just enculturated to doubt ourselves so much and hold back and respond to society's norms, even with our dreams and desires. So, you know, it's self-liberation work. It's, it's really, really um, incredibly courageous work, deeply healing and life-affirming work. 
And I've been doing it primarily with coaches and other healing practitioners for the past few years, but I'm going to start expanding my work to reach out to midlife adult adoptees and women who have been unmothered. So I'm really excited about that. That's been a dream. That is amazing. That's so, that's incredible. And first of all, I have to say, I think you know this about me, Lisa, because we worked in the collective together and such, but you know, my, what we call my unique genius is leading liberation. And that's like Mm -hmm. a big part of what I love doing is, Mm -hmm. you know, helping women overcome that. But you know, what you just said, I don't know if you know this or not, but my husband was adopted. Mm-mm. And it's actually just been recently about a month ago that for the first time he met his biological father and who never even knew he ex- had existed actually before that. Wow. And so I know I don't want to get too much off on this tangent, yeah. but I will just say that in this experience, my husband and I, both of us, and especially him has really experienced what it is like to feel like there's this sort of hole that's been there for him that he actually didn't even mm-hmm. realize was there. And there's yes. something like so powerful about that reconnection. Yeah, it really is. Thanks so much for sharing that. I yeah. had no idea, but just another way I feel so aligned with you, Molly, like your the spaces that you have provided have you know, are truly spaces for liberation. And um, I love that. I love you. You've been an important part of my life for as long as I've been a coach. So this is so great. So glad to have you here. And I'm just really excited about that venture because that's really important work. Thanks. All right, Lisa M. Hi, so happy to be here. And we didn't talk before, but I'm also all for liberation. I've just decided that is one one of my core values for my business. Mm -hmm. And it rings so true that like for so many of us, we just like lose track of what's like our truth and our authentic nature, Mm -hmm. especially when we come into these business spaces where there are all of these rules and all all of these like models that sometimes resonate, sometimes resonate less. And then we transform something as exciting and beautiful as business building into um, something that it's not as pleasurable as it could be. So a lot of the things I like that the I way want, you said that. Right? Um, yes. And so I just, um, I, I work with clients, basically mostly coaches and um, women in business. And really my mission is to help them become themselves in their business, which what I mean by that is like become their truest version of themselves. Mm. And so this is why I use the construct of the future self and future self work to help them do that. But really it is not a future self that we, that we fabricate. It's just like the truest version of us uh, and who we want to become. And Mm. that really guides all of the coaching that I do. I also like to work on identity work with my clients and leadership, like inner leadership and self-leadership, I will call it, you know, when we just Mm -hmm. decide internally. And Mm -hmm. so really the goal is to help them create aligned success, but in a way that is balanced and is completely internal. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it. I'm so, so glad to have you here and participating. All right, Carrie. Hello. hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Carrie Marshall. I am a master certified coach and I help people remember to want what they want unapologetically and also go after those big audacious goals that they've always had. 
So I really love to be able to help people create that space where they learn how to dream again and then go after those dreams and fail on the way and not make it mean anything and use it as feedback and then really create a life that they love to live. And it's just been so much fun and amazing to be here because every single person on this podcast is a mentor that has had a very special place in my heart and my experience as I've become a coach. Oh, so awesome. And Carrie, I have to say, as you were talking and sharing that, I always see you on social posting these different like places you are and connecting with people. And I see you kind of going after that stuff, right? And I just think also that I've seen you up close and personal with really being an example of that resilience that you're talking about, right? Like this comes and it's like, Carrie's just like, I'm in this, I'm I'm going for it, so. Well, and it's yeah. such a great testament to having labels given to us. I've always been the shy, quiet introvert. And then remembering that, is that serving me? And if not, how else do I want to recreate who I am? And that's just been something that's been key to the success that I've created of understanding that labels or things that we've taken on for so long Mm -hmm. um, are absolutely something that we can uh, break up with. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yes. Right. I think we all, we've all experienced that. Yeah. Okay, so the conversation I really want to have with these amazing women today for you is really about their coaching style and their abilities and how they can help you with that. And the reason why is every single one of these women are master coaches, and I would consider them masterful master coaches. And I know this because I've worked with each of them. And I remember Lisa when you know we were at master coach training in the Caymans i remember i believe amy gianni my sister was your ccp instructor or mm-hmm. or you were her in, intern one of the two i was her intern yes. okay okay and i remember she was like she is such a good coach that was like the first thing <laughs> she said to me and of course that was true and i've seen it to be true and i know you've you've done a lot of training of coaches in um mm-hmm. at the life coach school and yes. yeah, but I've also been always like, just like a lover of learning. I f- always yes. have this thought that's helped me throughout the years. Like I can learn anything. And that has been one of the most motivating um, uh, thoughts for me. And so yeah. I really do like the idea that as coaches, we are like an artist and like yeah. Picasso would never stop at the, it's for his first iteration of the work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if you see an early Picasso and a later Picasso, they look completely different, right? And so mm-hmm. I do believe as coaches, it is not only a pleasure, but it's also our duty to just like keep learning in general, mm-hmm. right? And just keep yes. evolving. Yes. So I think like at every stage of our coaching life, I do believe in the beginning, we need more structure. We need more, you know, we need to mm-hmm. make sense of this new technique and mm-hmm. these new skills that we are acquiring. But over time, we get like more comfortable. We get to see our own style emerge. And, you know, we get to like have it meet all of these different things on our journey mm-hmm. that make it richer. And so I would just say, you know, whatever you are in the coaching journey uh, and as a coach and in your uh, mm-hmm. level of mastery, you're exactly where you need to be. You just need to keep expanding and learning, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one of the things I was going to ask you all actually is in the value of expanding your coaching skills. So this leads perfectly into that. I love what you said. I'll go with this question to Carrie next. So Carrie, you are my intern. 
Yes. And then right when, when we were in the Cayman Islands for master coach training, I said to my sister, she's an amazing coach. Like I am so glad she's here. And so again, I've seen your coaching up close and personal and I know, you know, how skilled you are. What would you say about sort of the value in expanding your coaching or maybe what that's been like for you? Yeah, I think that always, just like Lisa Martinello just mentioned, of always being willing to learn and expand. But part of that learning is getting around mentors that you love and respect and that you admire. And that's part of why community is so important because having different types of mentors as coaches really helped me see that I was allowed to try new things and sometimes have it not work. And so as I expanded into my coaching, I would try on almost different types of coaching skills and tools. And sometimes I would have a coach like you come and say, how did that feel? And that was really great for me to understand that I needed to take ownership of my coaching style and that it was absolutely okay to shift and adjust And that really is what then is kind of the secret sauce of coaching, because that's what brings and attracts people to you is understanding that it's your expansion as a coach that then leads people to say, I love what she is bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. And that's so different, but we have to be willing to come to community and actually play around with our own coaching experience and what we do. Oh my gosh. Okay. You guys can't see the video, but as she was talking, Lisa and Lisa and I were all just emphatically nodding our heads. Yes. Yes. To all of it. I didn't like, I mean, Carrie, of course, we were talking about the community that I'm bringing together and I didn't ask you to plug it, but I mean, hello, I have to say that part of the reason that I have all of you women, all these women here together for you is each of them are going to be guest speakers in my community this fall that is open for all of you to come to. And specifically, I'm having each of these women teach you a masterclass on your coaching mastery skills. And so keep that in mind, those of you that will be coming along with us, you're getting a little bit of flavor of what these women bring. And this is why I love these women. This is what they're about. They're about helping you expand your skills and kind of speaking to what Lisa was saying about, you know, there are some rules and guidelines and how do you expand? Like what is your version of this coaching, right? Well, Um, and the one thing that I want to say about that is I think that sometimes coaching and being a solopreneur can be very lonely. mm -hmm. And that's why I think that community is so important is because oftentimes we get in this space of maybe certifying and then we're, we're graduated and we're by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so finding a community that feels supportive is important because then we can come and have those conversations and figure out just like Lisa Martinello talked about it, where's the foundation and then where do we go from there? Mm-hmm. But it can be really lonely if we're trying to do it by ourselves. Yeah. And we don't, we don't have to. I think sometimes in the coaching world, we get this idea in our mind that I should always have my own back and I should be just this, you know, fierce solo. But first of all, why? And second of all, I mean, it's really silly. It's kind of ridiculous to think no one is self-made. All of us are made from all of the parts and pieces of everyone in our life, right? And I just, there's so much power in that. So I want to ask you, Lisa, also about expanding skills and just a, a little about Lisa 
And I was trying to think, actually, I'm talking to Lisa H right now. I was trying to think about when we first met, because I know that, you know, there was your master coach training at the mansion and, <laughs> and right, she left. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, Lisa and Carrie got to go to the Bahamas. I was in a freezing cold mansion in Austin. <laughs> that was very weirdly decorated. <laughs> um, yeah, Molly, I'm not sure when we first met. Your sister Amy was my CCP mm-hmm. instructor. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know, like it feels like you've always been there, but you weren't my original instructor, but you were at my master coach training. And I've always just had an amazing um, fondness for you at the lowest level and just really high esteem of you. So yes to everything that Lisa and Carrie said. And I think just expounding a little bit on Carrie's comments, you know, my take on community too. And I think Mm -hmm. Carrie already said this, but I'll say it this way, Molly, being in the coaching collective, when that was your jam, Mm -hmm. it was always so fun to watch the amazement of the other coaches in there. When Mm -hmm. you or Amy would pull out something different or something outside Mm -hmm. of the box from what we learned, um, in original certification, Yeah, I'm like, Oh, you can do this. And it just has always struck me. I was that way too, but it it has always struck me how we really do to Lisa Martinello's point, internalize these rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and then can sometimes if we stay in them, create kind of an echo chamber, you know, because to me having an expanse of mm-hmm. skills and approaches really mirrors the client's reality right? Mm -hmm. Which is they have this great expanse, some of it realized and integrated and some of it not even tapped into yet Mm -hmm. of resources Mm -hmm. to be who they want to be and create what they want to do. And I think the benefit for me, and I've gone all kinds of ways. I love learning and I love following my own fascination. I have Mm -hmm. found that Mm. just incredibly helpful and also just not being attached to being right. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no one right answer for anybody. So it really lets me be playful and responsive and encourage my clients to play an experiment and also speak up for themselves when something isn't resonating. Because I think especially as women, when there's a power dynamic at play, like in a coaching container, the client can really not um, feel disempowered mm-hmm. as far as saying, hey, this isn't, you know, working for me, or I don't like this, or this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, that that's part of the huge benefit I see in all of this. Yeah, I think so too. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, I know when I coach and my, you know, clients or those of you that have worked with me in groups know this is how it always is. Whenever I offer something up, I always give full permission for them to completely disagree with whatever I Mm -hmm. may be perceiving, right? And say, like, tell me if any of this lands or if this is completely wrong, right? And I think that's where it opens that space to really explore it, where we can both challenge, like, also, what if this is the case? And what if it's not at all? I'm not the authority on their life, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, Lisa, you were in our community in the coaching collective, and then we quickly brought you in as, as a guest there. And it's been really fun for me to see the, the different flavor that you bring to, to coaching. So I love it. 
Thanks. It was so um, fun. Yeah. And actually, let's let's talk about that next. So I want to hear from each of you as far as how you think your coaching style specifically maybe differs a little bit. Uh, and, and I realize it's like, well, what does that mean differs from what? But kind of when you think about sort of your unique style, what is it? I can I can speak to mine. Yeah. I think this is Lisa H. Uh, you know, it's it's really an alchemy. I am trained in cognitive behavioral style coaching like everybody in here. I'm also trained in NLP and hypnosis. And I have an obsession and fascination with Jungian archetype work and shadow integration work. You know, and all of these approaches, they just come through the filter of my personality, my way of being, my own experience, especially with like residual trauma from childhood mm-hmm. and the work that I've had to do to shed and continue to do because it's never done, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> I right. don't think we really finished that of just shedding all of these internalized belief systems. So yeah, when yeah. I think of my coaching style, I do think it's, it's really, it's multidimensional. It's really playful. It's very, very responsive to mm-hmm. the clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I've heard you use that word responsive twice, right? Like very responsive. And what I love about what you just offered up is it's like you have all of these views and frames and techniques. And you essentially said they all go through the filter that is really me as a coach. So mm-hmm. all of those have your own flavor. And I I honestly think that's where I think that's where this mastery comes in that I that I like to talk about, right? It's like, okay, we can learn this skill and we can do it. And can we both bring it through the filter that is us, which I think requires a level of self-trust and self-connection? And can I make it relevant and connected to the client, right? Which is that responsiveness there. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it is so much about Mm self-trust and yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said. Oh, I'm I'm so excited for the call you're going to do in our community because I I know you always bring kind of a a little bit of flavor of the things that you... Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. One thing that I really have appreciated in the times that I was in the coaching collective and teaching Mm -hmm. is I remember specifically asking you, like, what flavor do you want me to bring? What does this need to look like? And you just said, do your magic. Yeah. And that felt so good. And that is a point where I realized that I really do trust myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I realized that before, but it just brought home. It's like, yeah, my magic. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's right. I love it. I'm going to pick on you next, Carrie, because I know we've had a similar conversation where you're coming in and you're like, what do you want me to talk about? I'm like, there are no rules. And the thing that you talk about or teach can be in complete opposition of what they've already learned, right? Just like come and do something amazing. And then of course you come and the community's like, wow, that was amazing. So um, tell well, us about I, a little about how yeah. your coaching style differs. Yeah. So I like to say that I work with people that I am in full belief of the possibility of their lives. I love to be in full belief of my clients and in full love of who they are. But I also know that the they come to work on their goals because they want to live into possibility. Mm-hmm. And so I take a very direct approach. Sometimes I use the entire model, meaning that we're going to talk about the actions that you're going to take. It's not just mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings, but we need to dissect actions that are being taken or not taken. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also going to give you very, very direct shots of 
hard truths sometimes, mm-hmm. but from the most loving space ever. Mm-hmm. And so my clients know that that's kind of what is always through everything is that we are going to kind of have those direct conversations about when failure happens or when we're not showing up mm-hmm. or when we've had an expectation and it didn't show up the way, because mm-hmm. most of the time our friends and family are doing it from a space of love, but we're not having these direct conversations. And that's why I love coaching so much is that it mm-hmm. gives us a space to have kind of harder questions asked, but to know that whatever the answer is, it's it's great. And then we mm-hmm. get to dissect it together. Mm-hmm. And so I love to be able to be a little bit more direct with my clients. But like I said, it comes from the most loving place possible because I just love to live into possibility about their lives and what they're trying to create. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's so funny because as you were talking, my, my wheels were like turning and I was thinking, wait, that's true. She is really direct. And because you definitely, like if someone said to describe you, I definitely don't think of you as a very like harsh or, you know, hard nosed or anything, but you do have a very boldness and a directness. And I think it it does come in such a soft connecting way with your clients. And I relate to that as well, because I can be pretty direct and clear. And yet I think that, I don't know, that softness and connection is so important. And And I I think it comes from the love and the connection that we want to have with people. I think that sometimes directness and boldness comes from an ego, maybe of Mm -hmm. like, listen, or I have something to say, or I'm right. And that's where I think that, that it comes in differently is I'm just like, I love you so much that I want to say this a little bit more direct. And then, like I said, whatever happens after that, I'm all in for all of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you were talking about asking the hard questions, because just as Carrie's talking and knowing her style and knowing how she coaches, I'm imagining that they feel like a challenge to the client, but they probably don't ever experience it as a, like a hard question or saying like this thing that, you know, might offend or whatever like that, just in the way you, you know, interact. And the other thing I was thinking as you were talking is, that sometimes, yeah, our friends and family won't say those things. Or when friends and family are direct, sometimes it comes from actually having a lot of judgment and opinion, right? So this is a unique space in that way, for sure. It really is to be able to have questions asked from a non-judgmental space where once again, everything is private and there's no judgment for any of it Mm -hmm. is such a unique place for coaching that is the magic of coaching. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Okay, Lisa M, I'm going to pick on you. What would you say about your coaching style? How does it differ? I was actually thinking about like, when thinking about how to answer this question, I was thinking about what my clients say in their testimonials, right? Like, I think like that's a good place (laughs) where as coaches, we can go like, sometimes it's hard to say like, how am I right as a coach, as a person? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the most common things that I hear in my testimonials is like, uh, that I'm insightful but also Mm. intuitive. Right. Mm. And I feel like Mm -hmm. really, I've always felt this like 50, 50 dichotomy, like uh, having a, like a strategic mind, uh, which is very helpful in some of the moments. Like I can see things clearly. I will tell the truth, but Mm -hmm. also I have this more intuitive, feminine, uh, playful, almost style with them. And I do Mm -hmm. feel like mastery over time has come from knowing when to push the pedal on one part of the other and just creating just a balanced approach in that. Mm -hmm. uh, Because 
Maybe you have a type A client that needs a little bit more reflecting on the inner work, right? Versus mm-hmm. pushing on the action line so much, right? Mm-hmm. So I do feel like that discernment is one of my favorite things to like kind of understand in a coaching relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I also feel because of that, right? Coaching may look different from one client to the, to the other. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and so that's also something that like, it's interesting to just normalize, I think, mm-hmm. because you know, in the same way, we don't want to be like tied to one right way. Right. We also, Mm -hmm. I think, want to enjoy the, you know, Mm -hmm. like our own style evolving and also adapting to different clients, which I think is a gift to them. Yeah. Yes. I know as you were talking, I was thinking all three of you are really describing this connection with, with your client. Right. And I, I actually remember when you said that, Lisa, and I remember one day having three calls back to back and these three coaches that I was working with could not have been more different. And it was almost like I was a different person with each of them, right? One was a very soft, very slow session. And the other was kind of, let's get this done, very focused, very intense. And it's really kind of fun to allow yourself to really connect with those clients and kind of be a little bit of a a chameleon or whatever we call it, right? Where we Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. This is, this is so great. Okay. I have one last question for all of you. And that is, what do you wish you would have known when you first started learning how to coach or what advice might you give to a new coach? So let's hear it. What do you guys have? Well, I will just chime in and say, this is Lisa M, uh, that I think like the biggest lesson that I would want to give myself, right, of the past is to learn all of the things, but remember that like your authority lies inside and like to really like go into self-trust that I know has been mentioned so many times in this call, but really it is so Mm -hmm. important because it's always been true. The Mm self-trust is important. It's not like something to have aha moments about, right? It's always Mm -hmm. been true. Mm -hmm. So um, once we know that, if if we know that from the start, like I like to think of like coaching my clients, like my clients are leaders in the making. So Mm. I like to treat them as leaders from day one, right? We cannot defer like our power and then imagine that one day we're going to find it somewhere under a tree, right? So (laughs) this is where I like to think about it, right? I'm just going to like, what if we just like start treating ourselves, even if we are in the infancy of our coaching career, as leaders in the making, or like as whatever, you know, definition you have for where you want to be in the making and Mm -hmm. know that you're just collecting more, you know, pieces of that puzzle, more um, tools, more styles, but ultimately it's going to be you who will decide and like shine in your own unique way. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. I actually meant to mention next week, those of you listening next week on Tuesday, I have a masterclass that will be a coaching mastery one. And so these amazing women will not be there. These women will be in the community. So you can definitely get more of them there. But I do want to mention that it will be in the show notes. And so make sure to come to that because I really want to engage with you and really help you apply a lot of the things that we're talking about here, being able to be more intuitive, more connected to self, more connected to your clients. So anyway, thanks for whatever you said, Lisa, sparked that in my mind for these coaches. So. All right. Who's next? Yeah, that was, that was so good, Lisa. And I was just, I found myself thinking, you know, why do people come to you as a coach? 
I think a lot of times we do get so hung up on it on certification and then master certification and advanced certification and specialized. That's mm-hmm. all great. But mm-hmm. people come to you for who you are. Like they're going to mm-hmm. feel that vibe through everything you do. And the one thing that I wish the 2017 me would have known is it's not a slip up to be yourself. Mm. Right. It's not like, oops, oops, that part of me that I thought I was getting rid of and transcending came through. It's like when I really allowed myself, you know, with some self-knowledge and Mm -hmm. some, yeah, it's when you can be yourself, because just like we were talking about earlier, that is the filter that your work is going to come through. And listen, I've been coaching for a while Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's not the certifications that informs me most in my client's work. It is my trust in myself and my knowing myself and my Mm -hmm. trust that I can be myself. And that is going to serve the container of my coaching always. Yes. Oh my gosh. So amazing. This is why I have all of you here today. (laughs) This is so good. So good. Carrie. Uh, the, the thing that I want to offer is that your business and your journey is going to absolutely look different than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. Just like everyone has mentioned here. I think that when we can take ownership of that faster and understand that there is no blueprint mm-hmm. that is going to design your life, it mm-hmm. really creates a really amazing space. Just like Lisa Haddlestad just mentioned of like owning that it's great to be you and then really getting around that community again of people to be able to talk with. Um, I was able to stay connected with every single person in my certification class. Mm-hmm. And it has been such an amazing thing to be able to watch all of our different paths and to be able to still support one another as our businesses and life has gone differently. Mm-hmm. And But it was that community and those women all going through this together. That has really been such an example to me that success looks different for every single person. Mm, Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. You all are so brilliant. Thank you so much again for being here and sharing this. I know this is going to help so many coaches, especially those that are, you know, doubting their skills. Not that any of us ever doubted our skills, right? Or panicked that we were doing it wrong. But, you know, some people, (laughs) you know, definitely get caught up in that. So thank you all for sharing your wisdom and giving permission for these coaches to figure out their own coaching style. All right. Thanks for being here, everyone. Thank Thank you you so much, Molly. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Masterful Coach Podcast. If you're ready for complete support as you build your coaching business, check out Molly's collaborative community, the Masterful Coach Collective. It's a place where you'll have access to the best experts in the biz, community support, and guidance as you build your perfect business 90 days at a time. Visit www.mollyclaire.com for details.